Mary, thank you so much for coming on um, for a chat on the Uncovering Elite Performance Podcast. Thank you, Ginger. Great to be here. So I'd love to delve into it and first of all ask you, what do I need to know about your foundations that led you to a career in sales, um, uh, such a performance-driven industry such as sales, first of all? Well, it is, uh, it, it is a good question, isn't it? But look, my background was always from my family background. Everyone around me was very competitive. I have lots of athletes, competitive athletes, world-class athletes in my family um, and, and people from different uh, professions as well. But being competitive and being striving um, for excellence was always part of my background even from like a very early on and it wasn't something that was sort of uh, expected of me but something that I was just always interested in myself and I competed in different kinds of sports mountain biking horse riding and you name it um and, and that was just something that I grew up with and um, working towards a goal uh putting a plan together and then just, you know, doing the hard work and of course the conflicts and getting results. So I think that just suits with sales really well. Yeah. How did you find that competitiveness translated itself to sales earlier in your career? Um, I think I always wanted to learn and I always want to learn and still learn every day from everyone. And I think, uh, you know, the great thing about the sales is that I get to meet amazing people who are professionals in their fields and amazing salespeople and sales leaders. And, you know, every person has something to teach me. And, and early in my career, I just really learned from people around me and tried to figure out, hey, what's the best way of you know, being the best that I can be in that environment and making the most with what I, what I have. You're now leading a business, um, have people reporting to you, of course. When we think about competitiveness, it's quite an individualistic trait, right? As you mentioned, um, how have you found instilling that trait within your team as well as building a culture of teamwork? It's a really interesting question. I think often... I've had sales leaders who coach me and said, Mary, you should look for someone who has played a team sport. And I think often people think team sports as in, okay, you know, football or uh, rugby or something like this. But actually, if you think of a lot of what we think of as individual sports, and I just say from my own background, you know, being in motorsports, um, those are team sports as well. You have one person who is, you know, let's take the sales rep. They are the, the pinnacle. They're the one who needs to go there and go in front of the, um, you know, the crowd, the, the, the customer, and ultimately bring it home. But there's all this team who will enable that person um, to be the best they can, do the groundwork, do the homework, train, practice, um, have the plan, and, and in organization, this is no different. So we have marketing who is, uh, you know, understanding the customer, understanding the landscape, understanding the market, uh, pointing us in the right direction where we need to go as an organization, as a team on 
what the customers we should be talking to as as whole, let's say vertical or what kind of problems we solve. Um, there's product who, who builds this technology um, and and writes the actual code. There is leadership then who allows us to have a team here um, and invest in a team to you know have enough people to be in front of the customer. So all of these are really, really important to then be able to stand in front of the customer and you know do the final thing, get the pen on paper, figuratively speaking these days. So I, I don't think we can say it's an individual goal because it really is a team sport. Both uh, let it be rugby, let it be uh, you know formal one or let it be uh, a sales rep. And how do you find that you inspire and motivate reps that do have a competitive nature? I think really always comes down to your own personal goals. My role as a leader is to understand what are your personal goals and how can I help you achieve your goals? I can't say what those goals are. I can't make you get there, um, but I can help you make sense of what that path will look like, break it into achievable chunks, show you the success that you already made, the progress that you already made. Um, and, and really, let's say, like, bring sense to that plan um, perhaps sometimes those goals as well. What is the time frame that is achievable um, or realistic? And, and sometimes maybe your goals are not ambitious enough and you could aim for higher. Um, so I think really as a leader, my role is to be the enabler. Um, and of course, I always you know, tell all my reps, hey, don't just ask me, ask other people. Get other mentors and coaches around you will keep you honest, um, but who will also uh, provide guidance to you. It sounds like your role as a leader then is you're finding out the individual goals of people within the team and then orchestrating them to create one team that's going towards uh, a goal, which is the corporate goal, right? And the customer goal. So it's about bringing them into the same story, even though they've got their own personal goals. Is that fair? Correct. Of course, of course. Um, as a you know commercial organization, we have revenue goals. It's very straightforward. You know, you bring in this number. Uh, I have a whole number, and then you know the reps have a partial part of that number. Um, yes, that's a goal, but ultimately there are so many ways to reach that revenue goal. And how do we go about it? How do we go about it as a team? And how do we go about it as individuals? The way I always looked at building teams is really the training of a team. Um, I like to focus on everyone bringing their A game and their strengths. So I'm not looking to have copies or armies of people exactly the same. I'm looking for a person who is good at this and another person who's good at something else so that they complement each other and ultimately together as a team we're better than the parts would be by themselves. And I think this is the the pinnacle of teamwork when we can be something more than than you know just there some of its parts. Great. And competitiveness then is one of the key ingredients of elite performance. It sounds like from your own experience and the people you you hire, Mary, are there any other key traits, be it mindset traits that you look for when you're hiring for the team? Um, right. So competitiveness 
can be something that can be really helpful for reps because often as part of you know having that drive and having that hunger comes that competitiveness. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I will say, okay, I need to find someone who's really competitive. But I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Um, but other traits, I think we need to peel back a little bit on what makes a a let's say an elite performer in, in general. And I think there is a lot of sometimes we'll talk about like, oh, this person just has this talent. Now, personally, I'm not a fan of this word talent. I think talent only gets you so far. Talent is like an aptitude to do something. Um, so you have some underlying aptitude, right? What is much more important is that you have an attitude to grow, uh, use that talent to then grow as a professional, grow as a sales rep, um, and you have determination to make most out of, of that talent um, and that situation that you have. So I'm always looking for uh, reps who want to take ownership of their own career and ownership of their goals, and they can showcase that they have uh, done that in the past. Um, as opposed to, and sometimes it helps when I um, describe things from like what they're not it's n- not someone who is, you know, landed in a perfect situation and then got lucky, um, because this can happen as well. And 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 sales can be just, you know, sometimes you land in a, in a great company um, that is just on, on a roll, and and you sort of taken with the wave, and 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 you're lucky because of that. But they didn't actually necessarily have great skills or a great plan someone else make that happen and, and you were um, doing you a little bit um so i hope that answers your question but i think really like the self uh guidedness is 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 a key here so taking ownership of your own own goals and 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 going towards your own um own path and and not somebody else's it sounds like growth mindset's um, potentially at the root of all that. Do you think growth mindset is perhaps the single biggest indicator of performance in sales and sport? Yeah, I think um, it's, a, it's a really good question. I don't think you can, like if you want to have a career in sales, the way the world is changing just in let's say the last five years how the markets have shifted and what is in demand in uh in enterprises at the moment where they invest in money you've got to be able to change and move and what that means that you need to be able to learn so you need to have that growth mindset i think everyone has some kind of you know everybody's learning a little bit but are you really 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 focused on learning and um then Let's say like this, everyone will grow all the time. But are you the best in that, that you're making the most that you can of that situation that you're in um, and, and putting the extra effort on, on growing and learning more than your peers? And putting yourself in those situations, right? You were promoted to leadership early on, which I imagine was a, a real growth um, um growth time and area development for yourself where you're perhaps thrown in the 
the deep end. Is that something that was conscious for you? Are you thinking, thinking to get into leadership or um, test your performance, Mary? Was it a conscious thing? Yeah, uh, I w- I would say, Jojo, I my people chose me. I have to say, I didn't show up at first. I I like that. Okay, people, I think that I can be a good leader, but I didn't realize what it takes. Um, to be there, show up. I had to learn the hard way. I made mistakes. Um, you know, I went unprepared. I wasn't, I was pretty shy and didn't really do like presentations really well early on. And I really had to put a lot of effort on recognizing where I'm weak and what my strengths are. Um, and then really, really showing up. And I was lucky that people often saw me as a leader. And even when I was, you know, part of teams as an individual contributor, my team would say, okay, you know, you need to, you need to do this, or you know, you're representing us. Um, and, and and that way I got into into leadership. Um, but it was it was both parts of being chosen, but also then putting in the extra work to to show up and uh, prepare practice and really be conscious about um, meeting the expectation of doing the work. What was the biggest challenge going in there after you've been picked to become a leader? Um, it, it is like a different job. I always want to say to reps also, like in terms of sales careers, a leadership is a, a job and sales is all a different job. Sales is a profession. But it, it, there's no natural path from sales to sales leadership. It's a completely different set of skills. And and what was that impact on you right away? What the, what was the um, thing that you realised um, was very tough compared to what you'd what you'd been doing previously? I think I I don't think there was like a really big difference for me. Um, through my sports, uh, in, you know, in my free time, what I did as even as, as a kid, um, I was often doing coaching. So I was teaching little kids to ride horses um, and things like this when I was a teenager. So I often had that coaching element and mentoring element to a lot of things that I was doing, um, always being part of uh, different kinds of teams, uh, collaborating with people um, and leading you know, even I was in sales very, very early on. Like I started in sales very early in my uh, in my life, and I think sales is always leadership because you're leading, even if it's just one person, you're leading that person on a journey, and you're getting an outcome. That's leadership. That's what it. That's just what it what what it is. Nice. Um, you interview a lot of people, of course. So you have to know your career as a leader. Mary, what's your what's your take on how reps right now are preparing for career trajectory? Do you feel that they're taking it seriously enough? Um, serious enough? I wasn't expecting you to ask that, but it's really really interesting. I alluded to it before, um, General. I think some reps have you know throughout the year is they got lucky so they landed in a in a place where sales just been easy and i think in the last few years there's not many places where 
you can just get lucky. So it is a tougher environment. And um, I think some people get really offended when I say this, but there are still reps who are just order takers. That's not sales. That's taking orders or customer service. And that's okay. We need those people too, but not in enterprise sales. There's not all space for it. Um, sometimes, yeah, people people show up and and they don't really show up. But uh, like I said, it's sales is sales profession. Um, there is no um, there, there is no way to born into sales. Everyone learns it. It's made out of different skills, and some skills are more important than others. Um, the part of um, interview and, and showing up in an interview. In sales, it is so, so important to show up because your most important skill is to work with people. Almost everything else can be compensated. And, you know, we spoke about the team before, um, but you can't compensate that bit when you have to be one-on-one, face-to-face with another person. And you need to influence them. Um, like we can say make friends with them, not friends in a buddy way, but in a way that you making them feel, you know, warm and fuzzy and, uh, and they want to follow you. And there's just no substitute. And you mentioned not being an order taker. What is it that you feel the best reps are doing right now that will help them progress in their career? What, what does that look like? I mentioned this word before about the ownership. Um, the, the best reps are really looking at their career and breaking it into parts. And this is, again, about your personal goals. Very rarely it's about money, like just money. I think most people want to, you know, they want to feel accomplished. Um, they want to grow, like you, we were talking before about the growth mindset. Um, they, and, and if you're thinking from this perspective, as a rep, you need to look at, okay, I'm deliberate about my career. What do I want to achieve in my career? Where am I? Being really honest, like surround yourself with people who are honest with you. Not just saying yes, yes. Uh, and sorry, not just recruiters. Talk to other people than recruiters as well. Um, surround yourself with people who will tell you where you really are, what your, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And you need to go and you need to seek for this feedback. And the best place to seek that feedback is in the organization where you're right now. Um, so three things there. Taking ownership, being deliberate. And then once you know, then you execute on that plan. You want to grow, you want to sell something more complex. Um, you need to build those skills to support you to move into that style of sales role. You mentioned that it's not all about money and it's a really important and interesting point actually because there's a real consistent theme between the elite performers i've had on this podcast and not to say that it's not important because we know that economic security is and it's a big part of being sales but just the deliberate practice of turning up each day and doing the work a really short-term goal seems to be really apparent and it seems like there's more of an intrinsic goal that the people i've interviewed have have um, whether that might be to 
be their best self, whoever it might be. Um, some people talk about their why, or they might have done an Ikigai um, task, for instance. Is it something that you would recommend that reps go and do, find out what it is that drives you and why are you in sales and actually take some time to do that? Because my, my take on it is that I imagine a lot of people don't think that far into it. And it's really crucial, right? If you're going to be in sales every day to be able to bounce back and be resilient in tough times. Do you think there's a, a method or a way that reps can find out what that intrinsic goal is? I'm not sure and I'm really intrigued but with the um, methods that you mentioned. I'm not sure if there is an easy way. I think this is a lifelong lifelong uh, journey and, and learning um, what it really is. But when, I, when we say plan and when we say goals, it's something very practical. So when I say my goal today is, it is something very, very practical. And I can say, okay, in the next 12 months, my goal is this. And then my plan is, you know, something a little bit smaller so that I can get to that goal. We can do this without knowing, like, you know, the meaning of life or why am I in sales? Um, it, it's maybe perhaps it's a bit grandiose to think, okay, I, it, this is something that I might be able to know. You can still have long-term goals without um, really necessarily understanding yourself. It is a goal to get closer to understanding yourself. And I think um, trying always in to do the best you can in that environment where you're at the moment to test, hey, is this it that brings me most satisfaction? Most of the time, let's face it, it is that satisfaction in terms of how am I feeling, what is my reaction when I'm, um, uh, I am reaching that goal that I thought you know, would be most important for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Most people do struggle with that. Maybe right. It's being able to go into an environment which is tough every day and try and be their best and strive. The reality is most people aren't able to do that on a day to day. So my question to you is how important is hiring the right people? Or do you feel that that's something that can be coached? Can you coach somebody to have a more resilient or growth focused mindset? Resilience is a great word. Um think Sales is really tough, right? If you get uh, rejections all the time, and rejection is hard for for all humans. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I would say I can coach around that, um, and for people to take it in a better way, rejection will still hurt. Um, but then you're asking about hiring. I would rather get someone who is um, has that hunger and then I can help them around dealing with rejection rather than someone who really, let's say, deals with re rejection really well but doesn't have the hunger. So if that sort of answers your question, perhaps some um, tips um, to deal then with the rejection um, from, from my part. What I always try to I think have this philosophy that what you focus on grows. So if you focus on the positives that you are gaining, what you're doing 
every day. And if you have daily goals, then you are absolutely, you're focusing on the growth. Um, if you focus on the negative and all the rejection that you get every day, that is just going to bring you down. Um, so there is a balance of learning from mistakes when they are mistakes. Let's face it, we don't always know why we lose in sales or why we get that rejection. It might not be us, but we try to do everything we can perfectly anyway. Um, but still focusing on the, the positives and the growth rather than the negatives. And, and that's just a little thing that I use for myself and with my team all the time. And is that quite um, quite clear in the people that you hire and the people you interview often that they have that mindset? Is it easy to to recognize? Um, I think I, I I do repeat this quite often, um, and I try to help people. Also, this is a key skill in any organization. You need to advocate for yourself, especially in sales, because we're doing a lot of work that. We all, don't always get recognized for. You're not going to get recognized for something that you didn't say that you did. So you need to advocate for yourself, um, and that will force you to focus on the positives because you're telling the story. Perhaps it's to the organization. Perhaps it's through marketing to the wider world um, on the positives and the the growth that you either made for the company, made for yourself, for the customer. Of course, customer is number one. Most of the time, we want to tie around these wins um, around the customer outcomes. No, force you focus on the positives. Um, so absolutely, I I um, come to that back to back to that um, all the time. The big question, um, Mary, could you define elite performance and what it means to you? Well, elite performance. Is it is when you really on that top one percent of your game. What is? Let's take the talent that we said before. The talent might get you, depending on your field. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's sales. Maybe it will get you to to that top twenty percent. And then your attitude towards. All of the other things that we discussed today will help you outperform those who are just showing up with that raw talent. Um, again, in sales, how this applies to sales, you know, no one shows up with, with just talent and they're just able to do it. They do need to learn all of these other parts that are really, really important. Um, and if I would break it into, let's say, I always like to say things in threes because people remember three things. So for me, um, the number one here is you come up with your attitude. Okay, I want to be the best. And that will automatically already put you ahead of, let's say, the most people. So you're in that 20%. Then the second one is really that determination. And I think this is where people often go wrong. I'm going to use another word that um, uh, <laughs> uh, some people don't like, but sacrifice. If you choose something, you are not choosing something else. You have to make sacrifices if you want to be uh, elite. It might mean I'm, I'm only going to party once a week instead of three times a week because I have to you know, look after my basics. You know, I need to sleep, eat well, 
exercise, um, you know, wake up, go and do that podcast with John Joe. I'd have to, you know, skip out on something else, right? So that's some advice. Um, then you need the goals and you need ambitious goals and you need a, a plan that you can execute. Okay, so that's your second tier. But then your third tier, and this is hardest and this is a bit sad, it really is about life. You need to learn through, and this is, again, like it takes years and years to learn. You need to recognize those opportunities. And when the right opportunity comes, you need to grab it with both hands and you need to do more sacrifices. And sometimes you just get lucky. So there you are. To be the absolute, absolute best, you need all of these three. Absolutely. And uh, it rings true to the sports um, anecdote. Again, you know, it sounds like you are describing a top elite sports performer or a top sales performer, um, Mary. So, yeah, great advice. Question for you before we go to our final daily routine wrap up. Do you feel the need to sacrifice, which we know is absolutely evident and important, do you feel with the new generation of salespeople coming through that that is apparent and that they're willing to make the sacrifices needed to become elite? I absolutely see very determined people coming through. Um, always love talking to up and coming young young people, and um, I want to say. You didn't ask this question, but I'm going to ask the question myself anyway. Uh, look, when you show up in that first interview, your resume got you to that interview. And after that, your resume doesn't matter. It is how you show up and the work you put in. Um, and most importantly, good questions, how you take ownership of those um, you know, situations that you have with your, uh, I was almost going to say opponent because we've been in the sports world and, and touching it, but let's say your interviewer or your customer, um, how you take that moment and how you drive it home. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And final question, Mary, we like to ask elite performers, what does a day look like for yourself? What's the daily routine? Are there any hacks, workflows, um, things that we might learn upon to get the best of our day as we uh, strive to become elite ourselves. Yeah, look, I've, um, I said before, like for me, it really is about, um, again, let's take three things. Uh, first thing, looking after the basics, right? So basics is super, super basic for all humans are sleep, good nutrition, and exercise. Um, you can't you can't skip on this then of course you know next thing you know you need friends family oh this is really important but for me i always for every day i try to look at okay, how am i how am i tracking with um well i get quite a bit of travel um uh, quite a few events sometimes long days working with uh, my European colleagues, with my colleagues in the US um, most mornings. So how am I going with my sleep, with my nutrition, with my exercise? Um, so that's that's the basic. For me, it, uh, again, like leading this region uh, here in Australia, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of um, 
conversations and a lot of action all the time going on uh, across the teams. We work with some really exciting big customers, big projects. Um, and someone would say it's stressful. What I always lean back to is being centered. And people who know me know that you know I'm into my uh, sort of exercise and my yoga and my meditation. So I always try to find that center. Um, to make good decisions. So I'm very goal-oriented. I tell myself every day what I want to achieve that day. And sometimes it's Sunday and it's achieved nothing. Um, and that's a goal as well. So so this is how I, I go about my day. I always try to find, okay, am I am I centered? Am I focused? Um, am I go, am I doing the things that I absolutely need to do today? Or am I just following somebody else's agenda? Um and what um, part? What part of the day do you meditate? Mary, what... Um, I actually do this throughout the day. Believe it or not, so I'm not someone who will sit down for three hours, close legged. Like, I'll take little moments throughout the day. Um, you know, try to find time in the nature. This morning, I went for um, went just by the river around here and, and went for a good walk in the nature. And, and that's my meditation. So I do it in the morning, do it throughout the day if I can. Um, I start my mornings, like I said, with the with the US uh, after my, my little exercise. And um, yeah, I can always find five minutes just to take a moment to focus, pre-focus. Nice. That's great. And it's good advice. I think a lot of people um, can feel a little bit confronted by the idea of meditating because like you said they think i need to sit down in a room and i need to learn lots of things and um, it's going to take three hours of my day but um doing bite-sized chunks and just finding your center before a call before a meeting before meeting a prospect like it sounds like you do could be really really um it could really improve seller's game because it allows you to step back and take a breath and be a little bit more objective and take the emotion out of it. So um, that's really good advice. Is there a particular technique that you, you use to find those five minutes? Um, I like to uh, call myself a recovering athlete. So as a recovering athlete, um, I always like the sort of full body exercises. So this comes through either through movement or through breathing. Um, there are lots of resources on, on YouTube, on popular platforms where you can find, find different exercises that work for you. And I think people often think about meditation, like you said, it's like, hey, I have this, um, you know, something I'm good at or not. Again, it's a skill. You grow it. Um, yeah, it was pretty hard for me as well for the first few years. And, uh, and then I got the hang of it. And now I'm, I, I wouldn't go without. Fantastic. Well, it's been a great um, insight into the world of uh, elite performer, as always, marrying an elite sales leader. So thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, if there are up-and-comers, people interested in yourself or Mitratech, how might they go about finding more information and connecting with you? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm always on um on linkedin so linkedin is probably the best way and and of course um you know through yourself i'm sure that there's an introduction <laughs> coming coming from 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 your direction as well but yeah i think i would say follow follow on linkedin and that's where i'm posting if i'm up for something fantastic thanks again mary thanks very much Sandra.